What's up, guys? Welcome to Raw Talks. I'm your host, Lenore, and here is where the people connect to the story. Guys, it is episode number eight, and I am so um, excited to share with you guys. It is such a time in our world, and I just wanted to be able to talk to you guys, just have a conversation, just enlighten you guys on some things that I've been enlightened on and things that I've had conversations with, um, conversations about with multiple kinds of people all across the world and the different news channels that I've uh, watched as well as the things that the Lord has said to me um, and just having communication with family and friends. So let's just jump right into it. One of the um, things that I noticed uh, right away, um, and I was burdened with concerning the coronavirus, the COVID-19, was that the kids, like so many kids go to school and they rely on the the state lunches, the state breakfast, breakfast um, for food. A lot of these kids, especially kids that are in poverty, rely on school for their meals right rely on school for shelter some a lot of if you don't know there are a lot of homeless um youth there are a lot of homeless um uh people around the world but especially youth there's a huge population um especially in some of the major cities and these kids are like trying to make it to school um even through battling homelessness so for uh for them to not be in school right now is definitely a challenge and i know that i saw that there were um different organizations trying to establish a place for uh children to come and eat um opening their their doors um to provide meals and coming together even during this time of shut-in because they need to eat they need to uh, a place right um, also, another thing that I noticed pertaining to the education system, um, a lot of parents have been over, I mean, a lot of teachers have been overlooked for their work and just how patient they are and loving and caring and how much they have to deal with so many children. You know, even their classrooms are over capacity, right? I've, I have a background in substitute teaching and there are literally 30 kids to one teacher with no teacher's aid depending on um, if it's, uh, it can, heck, it could be anything. Um, Pre-K, middle school, junior high, high school, and you're one teacher managing all these personalities but get paid crap, right? And then having to deal with unsupportive parents sometimes like I'm not gonna say all parents are not supportive but a lot of parents even really can't afford to pay a lot of attention to their child especially if they are in low income and they're a single parent trying to make ends meet you're gonna lack in some area and sometimes children do get overlooked and um, the parents can't properly advocate for their children because they don't really know their children because they spend most of the time with their teacher. And when they come home, the mother's trying to make sure they eat, bathe, hurry up, get your school clothes all school clothes together and ready for the next day or lack thereof, depending on if you're um, in unforeseen circumstances, living with a, a guardian that's not your biological mother or father, living with abusive um uh, uh, parental uh, guardians as well as in foster care or group homes so it's a lot of things that these these um children 
and young youth and young adults face that we are really considering and people eyes are open so if you work in the education industry and you're concerned about students especially if you know that they're uh they're social emotional or they deal with these IEPs and you just know that they're having a hard time because a lot of kids do express to their teachers or somebody that they feel comfortable in the education system what is going on at home so I just want to encourage encourage the teachers to rest and to pray for their students and if there's anything any promptings anything that you get where you feel like you should do a little more then go with that but other than that you should rest because you haven't had you've been overworked and underpaid and this is the time for you to rest while you're away but also you know of course do the responsible things and stay on top of the homework assignments and things like that as for college students even the same thing pertains to them College students, sometimes people are enrolled in college so that they'll have a place to live. People, and not just saying that's the only reason, but I'm highlighting the struggles of America right now. The crying, the weeping nation with all these problems that have been gone overlooked for such a long time, right? But we've been managing, everybody's been managing, especially living in a poverty level. So then you have these college students who are, some have been said, been removed, like, oh, you can't stay at the university, but they paid tuition already you guys have their money how would how can you tell them that they can't stay at the university where else are they gonna go then you have some universities that did allow their students to stay which was a smart idea because like I just said where else would they go you know and then and and just being I think make putting them out and making them go back home into maybe unsafe environments or nothing at all then what or going back home to an overcrowded house where there wasn't room enough for them room for them to begin with you know what I mean and they've been waiting to get out and go to college so that they can clear up a bed or clear up a floor or something for another family member or sibling that um that needs to be in the house so as people from coming from a poverty background we experience a lot of stuff and we just we adjust and adapt uh, uh as necessary but these are some of the things that the world is facing and me just being an african-american woman but also still being an individual who can see multiple facets of um burdens of different demographics and different backgrounds right so um as far as that is concerned like people who are administrators who work in the education system just be mindful of the decisions that you are making pertaining to these young folks because a lot of them are taking on responsibilities of a grown-up even though they shouldn't be but that's that's where that's what you got to do you have to survive you have to uh, fend for yourself when you're in situations like that another thing that I wanted to um uh point out is how unappreciative we could be not take and taking things for granted and in, in moments of having everything so accessible to us. I remember being in Italy when I was studying abroad and we had no access to a lot of stuff that America did. So yeah, when I was over there, I was 
You know, I was there for like a month and a half. And then I'm like, hey, yo, I need to go back to the crib. There's things that I really miss being in America and having access to. So we get spoiled and we don't consider like how other nations are living, how the other countries are living, how other people in other states, yet alone our own cities and neighborhoods, how people are living because we can get so consumed and be in our own bubble. And that's unfair to ignore the issues of other people right um and then and and another thing is we don't value time the time that we spend with friends the time that we spend with family the time that we spend at work with co-workers i mean co-workers need other co-workers it's been times where you know you work with a co-worker and you're their shoulder, shoulder to lean on you're like their person that gives them a reason to come to work you know so um, you just got to really consider all this stuff, knowing that if there's a coworker at home dealing with a abusive husband and a wife or a cheating husband, cheating wife, or not getting help with the kids or just feel even heavier when they at home and when they go either to work or to school, it's their outlet, right? A lot of people be like, oh, like this is my outlet when I come to work. This is my peace and quiet. I get to do things that I don't really do at home. And for some other people, it's vice versa. Oh, let Lord Jesus, let me get from under this nagging boss, this boss that don't appreciate me. I just want to lead this nine to five. I just want, don't want to be here because they don't value me. And vice versa, you don't even want to be at work. So your safe haven is home. Your safe haven is with your family, right? So like we, 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 we are encountering so many struggles every day that's gone unknown because there is not an appropriate work-life balance, right? So also something else that, um, that I, you know, observe in this time, in this short time, and that we've been like shut in, the quarantine and things like that, is that um, adjusting to the digital world. I know that the government, the media, the news, all those different things and advancing technology is pushing us to a digital world, but we can't go to no digital world like this, you know? Look at all the stuff that's occurring right now. We are not prepared. We are not prepared for... Um, advancements to shift so quickly we have to slow down and I even think that that's why we're in the space that we in even though it's like we we can predict the coronavirus but everything happens for a reason it's not by coincidence or happenstance like I personally feel like there's some things and some perspectives that we need to have there's some reforms we need to make there's new laws that we need to implement in order to be able to move forward and progress as a nation and as a global world um and you see that by us being affected by the coronavirus, everybody's experienced the same issue, no matter if they're in Italy, China, Africa, wherever they are, we're all experiencing the same thing. We all have the same issues and concerns, right? Then you have com- companies and corporations that are forced to shut down. Some of them can't even um, pay their workers. Some of them can't pay their workers, you know, and you also have leaders uh bosses and leaders and executives in position who don't have the answer they don't know what to do because strategic plans aren't updated they're not having quarterly meetings like they're supposed to two lakhs a daisy not thinking forward thinking not being proactive but being reactive and this situation unfortunately exposed how unprepared and unprofessional some organizations are not saying that all and or and agencies and not-for-profits all those things so um 
it, it is really exposing a lot. And even, you know, just uh, listening to them report about the 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 military they're they're not exempt either we need that we need them too we we can't afford for them to get sick either because anything can happen and everybody's health and well-being is important i also saw a post online that said how important universal health care is like oh do y'all see it now do y'all see how important universal health care is and how it should be free for people yeah because you never know it's it's like we've been paying for things um um, and buying stuff meaninglessly, and that's another thing. Just the way we spend our 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 finances, what we spend them on. You would have never thought in a million years that we would be shut in, having to buy toiletries and all food and all this other stuff. And we just went and brought thousand dollar stuff, three hundred dollar shoes, and all this materialistic stuff that really can't help us in situations like this. So really shifting our perspective on how we perceive things, right? And what we're what we uh value most. And I even think like even like the love of money, you know, it is the love of money is the root of all evil. And I think that this evil is even being shown now um because these adjustments, even with like the cell phone companies they have to adjust things that they wouldn't adjust before and even utilities and rental properties and things like that how can you expect pay from a person who doesn't have it right how can you expect for me to pay for something i don't have and low-key it's a scripture um that 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 makes a statement just like that like how can you want something for somebody who don't have nothing right how can you expect for the, for them to pay you something that they don't have and then we have this issue with debt you know what i mean so like for all the student loan agencies all the phone companies all electricity companies all the property management everybody has to adjust because there's people all around the world who are not working who are not making money and who wasn't even in a position to to be prepared people always talk about oh well you need three months of savings or have them six months of savings but how we barely making ends meet these these prices on these properties these these rental fees these this insurance all this stuff is so expensive and if you're not making a, a money above the poverty 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 line then you're barely making it you know what i'm saying so it's just like what do you want from us how can you expect for us to produce something we don't have and we've been not having it right if you grew up in poverty if you grew up in, in a status that is not rich billionaire status you can't afford this stuff and even if you are a billionaire money isn't everything when you don't have the necessary tools and resources and skill sets and mentality that you need to survive in a situation like this because you thought oh because I have all the money in the world or because I'm this race or I'm this status or I have these connections that I'm I'm uh not affected or I, I I'm I'm exempt like no you see everybody rich and poor being affected by this coronavirus no one is being left out everybody is being able to see things from a a a wide vantage point we're being able to see everything and being able to observe it and be able to communicate there's multiple generations on this earth we got the people the, the senior citizens we got the baby boomers we got the 40 years old i don't really know what they are but then you got the millennials then you got the generation 
um, ZX, one of them. I don't know. I'll be getting them confused. But the younger ones, and then you got the babies. You know what I mean? So everybody is being affected by this, and it's time for us to use our resources. Sometimes we got to get back to the basics on things. Like people that are have been, like um, the even the younger generation who have been so socially desensitized, don't know how to hold conversations, don't know how to critical think. This is this this is what we're seeing. We have to teach each other. We can't just be in this world not communicating, not talking to each other, not checking on each other for everybody who wanted to be stubborn and didn't want to ask for help and didn't want to extend help. Now we're forced in a position to do those very things because we didn't want to do it on our own. God is not playing with anybody. It don't matter if you call yourself a believer or not. You're affected because everything is under his rulership and authority. And I just wanted to, you know, blankly say that because that is facts. That is a fact statement um also just um what else i want to say just like how everybody puts so much responsibility even on government these people are in leadership roles and and don't know either (laughs) they don't know either they like oh well we thought it was this or now we have to admit this like you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't know either. So the government can't be your your God. The politics can't be your God. Whatever uh, political party you own, it doesn't matter. We all in the same boat now. So what's the excuse? You get what I'm saying? So um, what else do I want to say? I think I said everything that I want to say outside of... Um, Outside of that, I really just hope that this is a learning experience for everybody. And last and not last but not least, because I am a Christian woman, I do believe in in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like I believe in Jesus, and I believe that God is the orchestrator of every single thing and how the church is even rising up and even how the church has in some ways become carnal and become numb we have been become numb to hoping people we have become numb to wanting to um be in mixed crowds and minister to certain people we have been numb and people seek us as a help and we're blending in with the world it says the bible says be in the world but do not be of the world and we have become such we have blended so much that there is not a clear distinction that who is a follower of christ and who's not everybody is not going to believe in christ because if if that was the case then we wouldn't be experiencing sin and rebellion and hate and and murders and all that extra stuff so i'm not I'm not saying you have to be a believer, but I want to say if you question God and I want to say if you had lack thereof in faith or is there a God? No, there is a Jesus and his blood was shed on the cross for us. And it's not a coincidence, even though even like my pastor said, it's not a coincidence that we're going through this as we're preparing for Resurrection Sunday and going through Pentecost and Good Friday and all those different things. Right. Like this is a very strategic moment to 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 catapult this nation and all the other nations to see what God is seeing, to summons our spirit to him and what he wants. So I just wanted to encourage y'all, if y'all don't try Jesus, try him again. If you don't have no hope nowhere else, try him again because no one has the answers. We're literally living day by day. The Bible says, don't worry about tomorrow for today has enough worries of it of its own. Now we're seeing the Bible, the prophecies, the things that was written to be true. 
You So sometimes we have to experience things and go through things to know, oh, yeah, there is a God, and his name is Jesus. There is only one Savior, and he loves me, and he protects me, and he keeps me from harm and danger. Outside of God, there is no protection. So I just want to... You know, share that with you guys and give you guys a little perspective of the things that I observed. And also, like, understanding that the spirit of fear is real. People are fighting each other. People are uh, disrespecting each other. And that's not going to get us nowhere. This is a part of the lesson that God is trying to teach us. That we as humans need to teach each other. We need to value each other. Love each other. Care for one another. Help each other. That is the message. The message of love. That's what needs to be restored. Love, dignity, respect, loyalty, honesty, friendship. Period. So, um, as this goes on, I'll continue to um, give you guys an update on my perspectives. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Make sure that you share with your friends and family. Make sure you follow me on YouTube at Raw Talks TV. You can also follow me on Instagram at Raw Talks TV just to keep updated with everything that I'm doing. I'm sorry. YouTube is not Raw Talks TV. That's still the name, Raw Talks TV. But you can find me at Lenore the Light on um, YouTube if you search Lenore the Light. Also, if you guys have not purchased your books, Blind Faith and or prophetic phrases written by me, Brittany Lenore. You might want to go on Amazon.com and buy your books for either $5.99 for Kindle, $10.99 for the paperback for prophetic phrases, or $12.50 for Blind Faith. Um, you got a lot of time on your hand, and in Blind Faith, I write out how I began to hear the voice of the Lord, how I experienced these different trials and tribulations, and God kept me and he provided for me and every single thing that I've been through and I also just want to make this last point it reminded me of how when I was homeless and I would go to the gym and shower they've closed these gyms ain't no going to work out ain't no going to take no shower and that's the least I could like rely on when I was homeless and sleeping in my car and sleeping at friend's house every now and again was to at least go there and shower because I had nowhere else to go. You know, so just think about all the homeless people that are without homes and without shelter, especially if a city has shut them out, a people have shut them out, have ignored them. Think about the senior citizens and think about the widows. Think about the people who actually um, get assistance but can't afford them full time. Y'all got to think about this stuff. And this is not stuff that I have become numb to. I've always had a burden for all of these topics and all of these areas because I love people and I know what it means to struggle. I know what it means to see my family and friends struggle as well. So hopefully that, yo, I really hope that this bless y'all. And like I said, I'll be checking back in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And um, I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.